1: Brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. For we all stumble on many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by every small rudder, and wherever the pilot desires, Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. And it sets on fire, set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast, of bird, of reptile, and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is unruly evil, full of deadly poison. So we're going to continue our study today in the book of James. We've looked at chapters 1 and we've looked at chapter 2. And now we're going to look at chapter 3, begin chapter 3. And chapter 3 starts off with some tough teaching. Now James has already given us some tough teaching in chapter 1 and chapter 2. He's told us that we're to be doers of the word and not hearers only, meaning that when you and I hear the word of God preached, when God convicts us, that we're not supposed to just listen to it and then walk away, but we're supposed to listen to it and allow it to change us, mold us, direct us. We've looked at partiality and how we're not supposed to treat people differently based on their, their social status, based on their ethnicity, based on uh, what society would normally discriminate, discriminate against people or, 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 or treat people with preferential treatment. And he's told us as Christians we're not to do that ourselves. He's told us... That if our faith lacks works, then our faith is dead. That true saving faith will result in us serving one another. That it will result in us serving as God's hands and his feet here on this earth. That true saving faith will always result in action. And now he's going to talk and get really into our business. And he's going to talk about our tongue. He says, if anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man. Meaning, he is a mature man. A mature Christian learns to control their tongue. And they cannot control their tongue on their own. And we'll learn more about that in a minute. They need the help of God and the help of the Holy Spirit who lives inside of them to control that tongue. But if you are a mature Christian, you will have learned to control Your tongue. And if you can control your tongue, you control your whole body. That's what he says here. If anyone does not stumble in word, if anyone can control their tongue, he is a mature man, able also to bridle the whole body. If you and I can control our tongues, then we can control our bodies. Why? Because our tongues are loose, and they kind of say whatever comes. To mind they speak evil, they speak good, they speak cursing, it speaks blessing. They are seen to be wild and untamable. How many of you have opened up your mouth and said something you instantly regretted? Right, all of us at some point in our lives have opened up our mouths and said something that we regretted. Why, because the tongue is difficult to control. It wants to blurt out the very first thought that you have in your head. It wants to say the very first thing that pops into your mind when you're having an argument or you're upset or you're feeling resentful or you're feeling bitterness. It wants to say that, not just to each other, not just to another person, but to ourselves and to God. That tongue wants to yell at God and blaspheme God. To say, God, where are you? God, why have you let me down? God, are you really who you say you are? That's that first knee-jerk reaction. It also tells us ourselves that we are worthless and useless and no good. And we speak negativity and we talk about ourselves in a way that God never deemed us to speak of ourselves in that way. That tongue is so hard to control and it affects so many things. It affects us. Our relationship with God, it affects our relationship with others. And if you boil down life, it's our relationship with God and our relationship with others. That's what it boils down to. That's why the greatest commandment is what? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Relationship with God, relationship with others, and the tongue likes to mess both of them up. That is the one thing that can destroy both. Amen. Because where the tongue goes, the body follows. Oh, that's good. Write that down. That's a tweetable tweet right there. <laughs> where the tongue leads, the body follows. And that's exactly what James is going to tell us. He says in verse 3, Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn the whole body. Look also at Ships. Although they are so large, and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member, but it boasts, and it boasts great things. He's saying where the tongue leads, the body follows, just like a horse. You put a bridle in its mouth, and that horse will go wherever you lead it to go. Meaning that that tiny little piece in that big old horse's mouth can't control it, this tiny little bit. Why? It causes pain and it hurts a little bit to move that horse back and forth. So this tiny little bit in the horse's mouth makes this big old beast who's way bigger than I am. Uh, I've seen pictures of Ellie even when she was smaller on top of a horse. This big old giant beast of an animal and little Ellie on top of it guiding this animal around. Right? Because of the bit in its mouth. It goes where the bit goes. Same thing with a ship. Even the mightiest of ships is controlled by a small rudder in comparison to the size of the ship. So a giant ship is still controlled by its rudder. A small part When it is compared to the rest of the ship. So that wherever the captain steers the rudder, the ship goes in that direction. So that the ship follows the rudder. The rudder does not follow the ship. Mm -hmm. Just like the horse follows the the, the, uh, the bit in the mouth, the bit does not follow the horse. And so it is with you and I that we lead with our tongues, our bodies follow, and that's why we do so much damage with our mouths. Amen. I have done a ton of damage in my life with my mouth, where I led with my tongue and followed my tongue with my body. You ever heard that phrase writing checks with your mouth that your body can't catch? Yep. <laughs> right? Once you commit with the mouth, the body follows whether it's going to be good consequences or bad consequences. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And your body's going to have to accept your physical and spiritual self has to accept the consequences that come with following the tongue. Mm -hmm. Alright? Alright, let's look here. So even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. Do you know what causes most of forest fires? That's why you got Smokey the Bear. What does Smokey the Bear tell you? Extinguish your fire. Because forest fires are caused by campers who go into the woods and they make a fire to keep them warm or to cook their meals or some combination thereof. And they don't put the fire out all the way. And it only takes one little coal to get in the midst to be blown, that little fire blown, that little coal blown, into dry material, called kindling, anything dry, leaves, small sticks on the ground, that coal is so hot, it will start a fire that can burn acres and acres and acres and acres and acres and acres of, of forest down. Just this tiny little red coal that wasn't properly controlled, if it moves, can set a whole forest on fire and it just takes a little bit of wind to move it. How many times in our lives does it just take a little bit of pressure, how it just takes a little bit of outside pressure, a little bit of bad circumstances to move our tongue from positive to negative? In an instant. See, just moments before that coal was used to do something positive, mm-hmm. right. just moments before that coal was being used to warm somebody's body, mm-hmm. to keep them warm so they wouldn't freeze, so that coal was being used, that hot piece of, uh, of coal was being used to cook breakfast mm-hmm. or cook dinner. Mm-hmm. But then the wind blows, and it goes from being useful to causing a great fire. Something that is uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. It says in verse 6, And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defies, defiles the whole body. It corrupts. It pollutes the whole body. That little tiny tongue does so much damage that it can defile. Your words can either reflect that you're clean are reflected, you're dirty on the inside. Out of the mouth flows the abundance of the heart. Amen. So, your words they show that you're corrupted or clean. Mm-hmm. All right. So, the fire's the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature, and it's set on fire by hell. All of a sudden. Your little words don't just hurt you. They hurt everyone around you. Just like a forest fire causes evacuations. Forest fire can take lives. Forest fire does all of this destruction when it ignites your tongue, sets a fire that is not easily put out. Reminds me of a story. I hope I can get this correct because it just came to me. It was a... Woman who was a known gossip, terrible gossip. And the pastor went to her and was talking to her, and she said, I need help with my gossip. And he he said, okay, this is what I want you to do. Everyone that you've ever talked bad about, I want you to go and I want you to put a piece of paper just sitting on their porch. Put a piece of paper on their porch, everyone you've ever talked bad about. And then she came back and she said, all right, I've done that. Uh, I've got as many as I can in the neighborhood. And he said, okay, now go collect the piece of paper. Well, it just so happened that it was a windy day that day. And so when she went to go collect all of her papers that she had put on the porches, they were all scattered everywhere and she could not collect them all. So she went back to the pastor and she said, Pastor, I couldn't find them all. I couldn't collect them all for the wind was very great and it was blowing them all over the place, all these papers all over the place. I couldn't get them all. And he said, that's what your words do. Once out of your mouth, you can never take them back. Once that tongue sparks the fire and the fire catches, it rages out of control and it can destroy, harm, mutilate, burn anything it comes in contact with. I've had times where I've said things that I instantly regretted and wanted to take back, but the fire was already set. And the only thing you could do was ask God to forgive you, ask the person to forgive you, and pray that they have mercy on you. Now, I'm very blessed. I have a wife with a very short memory. That is the honest-to-goodness truth. It is one of her greatest attributes. Because we can get in an argument, and by two hours later, she forgot what we were arguing about. And that is not a lie. That is the truth, that she's not mad at me anymore. I say, I'm sorry. We move on. She literally forgets what we were fighting about, which is the best thing ever, because if I don't remind her, she doesn't think about it. We just go on good about her business. Guess what? Not everybody has a short memory. That's right. Mm -hmm. And when that fire gets set, it's difficult to put it out. Mm -hmm. Look at what firefighters have to go through and these teams have to go through to put out a forest fire. Mm -hmm. You can't even fathom. I can't even imagine what they, the work that they have to do just to try to control. It's got to burn. You just try to control the burn and try to control how far it goes it's already consuming what it's going to consume all you could do is try to remove the fuel that's in its path so you can stop that's why they dig trenches mm-hmm. and they pour chemicals around the fire to make barriers mm-hmm. to try to keep the fire from spreading because once it's set it burns what's on it's set on yeah. mm-hmm. so it's going to leave a mark And what does it do? It leaves the mark. It incinerates what it touches. It leaves the ground scarred and burned. And it takes time for nature to heal itself. It takes time for the animals to return. It takes time for the green to return, the trees to begin to grow again, for the forest to be populated to where it was before. It takes time and healing. Amen. It doesn't mean the is not put out. It just means there's a scar left. Wow. Maybe they forgive you, but your relationship can never be what it was before. See, I can forgive you, but still protect myself from being hurt by you. Mm-hmm. Yes, Amen. We're cordial. We love each other and brothers, sisters in Christ. But now I hold back. Mm-hmm. Because you burned me so bad with your words. Mm-hmm. We burned someone so bad with our words. And here's the thing. The person who starts the fire so badly wants it to go back to the way that it was. They want to know they're forgiven. They want to know it's going to be okay. They want to know that you're not going to treat them any differently. They so badly want it to go back to the way it was before the fire started. You all know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But sometimes when that fire has run its course, you've got to give people time to heal. Because words cannot be taken back once spoken. Collect them here first and decide if it's worth spitting fire. Mm-hmm. Decide if it's worth spitting fire. Is it worth the scorched earth? For every kind of beast of bird or reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has not, and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is unruly evil, full of deadly poison. No man can tame his own tongue. But God, the Holy Spirit who lives inside of us, is the one who gives us the ability to tame the tongue. If we will allow him to be the captain that steers the the ship, if we will allow him to be the rider on the horse, to put the bridle in our mouth, the bit in our mouth, Then he is the one who's helping us and leading us and steering us and guiding us. We're following him, not our mouths. But we have to allow the Holy Spirit to do His work. But many times we're hurting so bad and we want to lash out so bad that we we put the Holy Spirit to the side and let the venom come up. That's right. Mm -hmm. We know better. We know to keep our mouths shut. We know that person maybe didn't mean to do what they did or mean it the way that we took it. But we're like, the Holy Spirit's trying to check us. He's like, listen, think about it from their perspective. Come on, you know what I'm talking about, but you don't want to think about it from their perspective. And you want to lash out and be angry. And all of a sudden you say, Holy Spirit, I got this one. Yeah. Help us, Lord. And you spit vile poison. And I spit vile poison. And then the Holy Spirit says, I told you so. <laughs> now you've got to suffer the consequences. I can't control my tongue to do good, but the Holy Spirit inside me can. Yes. Amen. Yeah. He checks me. If He's in control, He will help me control my tongue. Will I make mistakes? Yes. Every once in a while, I'll override Him. But if your life should be characterized by speaking the words of truth and love, and not characterized by speaking venomous poison. And if our lives are characterized by poison and not love, then we have a spiritual problem. And if you look here, verse nine, with it we bless God and Father, and with it we curse men, who have been made in this image of God. Out of the same mouth proceeds blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives, or a grapevine bear figs? Thus, no spring yields both salt water and fresh. If our lives are characterized by venom and not love, there's a spiritual problem, and James says it should never be that way. Because here's the thing, if I introduce salt water to spring water, what overwhelms the other? Salt. If I add salt water to spring water, spring water is no longer drinkable. They don't go together. The spring water doesn't override the salt water. The salt water overrides the spring water and makes it undrinkable. Mm -hmm. That's why it says a little bit of yeast leavens the whole loaf. Because a little bit of sin corrupts the whole thing. Mm -hmm. A little bit of evil with the tongue defiles the whole body. So you... We need to get control through the power of the Holy Spirit that lives uh, lives in us and control our tongues. And I challenge you today, and I challenge myself today. God, what have I said recently that has hurt people? What have I? What venom? What poison? What fire have I sent out with my tongue? That I need to confess and ask for forgiveness from God and from that person. God, have I gossiped about somebody to somebody else? Have I spoke ill of my brother and sister in Christ to another brother and sister in Christ? Have I spoke evil of someone who's been made in the image of God? James says that is sin and should not happen. We should not Come into church on Sunday mornings and worship God. And throughout the week, talk bad about who God created. Amen. For they were made in the image of God. That's what he says. So have I gossiped about people? Have I spread stories? Have I carried tr- things that I wasn't for sure were true? Have I, have I put my nose in where it didn't belong? Have I encouraged someone else to sin with my words? Have I changed someone's perspective of another person because of my words? Rather than addressing it myself, I gossip and talk behind their back and backbite. That's just as much sin as spitting poison to someone's face. We've got to look and do a deep introspection of what kind of damage our tongue has done. Confess it and ask God to help us re- confess and repair those relationships where we've hurt people with our mouths. Amen. Words have consequences, and we got to face those consequences, but God sets on to us the expectation that through the power of the Holy Spirit we must control our words and set things right. If you know that you come to the altar and your brother has aught against you, get up and go talk to your brother. If we've set fire with our tongues, let's go and do... Our part to repair the damage, knowing that it may not be back to the way that it used to be, but we've at least started the healing process. Amen. Let us thank.
0: wash you.